back inside the UC Health Training Center for day two of training camp. What's going on, Broncos country? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Broncos Now. I'm your host, Sydney Jones. And if you missed yesterday's premiere of Broncos Now, this is a new podcast and video series that will aim to give fans a daily recap of what's going on with the team. So we'll discuss the top storylines and sound bites of the day, along with analysis and injury updates from practice with episodes airing every evening, Monday through Friday. So with day two of training camp complete, we'll dive into head coach Nathaniel Hackett's takeaways from the day and discuss the praise that cornerback Pat Sertan received after practice. We'll also have Broncos lead writer Eric Dalala on the show a little bit later for some analysis. We'll also hear from former Broncos defensive lineman Alfred Williams. Training camp is all about competition, and we certainly saw that out there today on day two. A great day overall for Russell Wilson. He made some great completions, and honestly, I thought the offense played really well today in general. Things seem to finally get rolling for them as they continue to match Master Coach Hackett's scheme, but it was Pat Sertan who was the main conversation point today. Both Coach Hackett and Garrett Bowles praised him after practice for his incredible pass breakup during a third down period. He's a great person to start off. You know, he's a smart guy and he's starting to get comfortable. Um, you know, there's some new things that he's doing out there, and I think he's starting to feel good about those. Being with Christian, you know, another year is great. Same kind of system with Adro. Um, but I mean, you know, he's just, and then you add in the range, the speed, the strength, all those things. And I mean, that was awesome because that's two big human beings, uh, competing for a ball and you, you love to see that. And, uh, you know, that's what they're going to make each other better. And that's what I love. Well, Stane's a freak. I mean, I'm just going to tell you all that right now. Um, if you don't know that, I mean, turn on the film, it speaks for itself. Um, I know when they game plan him, I, I don't know how you game plan against a guy like that. Cause he's just going to eat you alive. Um, so I'm grateful he's on my side. So I don't have to see him come off the edge or something like that. But um, no, I think it's great competition for our receivers. Um, I think, you know, having a guy like that, you know, Cortland Tim battling day in and day out, it just makes them better, makes the team better. You know, Cortland Tim, um, you know, top receivers in the league, um, same as he's staying in the top corner in the league. So, you know, when you have Justin and Kareem back there, so all those four guys just battle day in and day out. Um, it's a healthy competition um, and it's always good because it makes us better. This is Pastor Tan's second training camp, and he already looks more confident and more comfortable than ever. You know, there's been so much talk this offseason about the offense and their expectations to be one of the best in the league. But Pat says the Broncos secondary is already the best. I believe we're a top five secondary, like, day in and day out. You know, just the talent all across the board, the veteran leadership we have. Um, we just come out here and make plays each and every day. So... I believe we're a top five secondary, even a top secondary in the league. So, you know, we're just going to keep on proving that and keep on show, showcasing our abilities. So. Now let's welcome Broncos lead writer Eric Delala to the radio studio as we take a closer look at today's practice. Eric, another day means another Broncos now. Appreciate you coming in. Yeah, of course. Fun one today. It was a fun one. Yeah, day two of training camp complete. Did you like what you saw out there, Eric? Looked like the offense played pretty well. Yeah, I thought things were a little bit crisper today, a little bit more efficient. You didn't see the ball hit the ground very much uh, from the Broncos offense, so that was nice. Russell Wilson looked like he was in control at the line of scrimmage. I think maybe there was one pre-snap penalty from a, a second or third team unit. Didn't see one from the first team offense. That's always good early in training camp. You kind of expect some of those errors. Didn't see those today. And then he got the ball out fast. I mean, if there's a knock on Russell Wilson, it's that sometimes he can hold on to the ball a little bit. You didn't see that on Thursday. He got the ball out quick, had some short passes to 
Cortland Sutton to Tim Patrick, obviously found Jerry Judy for a nice play. They looked in control for most of practice. Defense fought back a little bit at the end. Um, I did find it interesting. I asked Nathaniel Hackett after practice, is, is that what you imagine? When you think of this offense, is that what you want it to look like? He said, it's just practice. We, we still got a long way to go. We want both sides to keep getting better, but looked pretty good to me today. Right. Like you mentioned, defense came back a little bit at the end of practice, had some really great plays there, especially one from Pat Sertan. We heard earlier in the show from Coach Hackett and Garrett Bowles. And in Garrett Bowles' words, he said, Pat Sertan can eat anyone alive. His words, not mine. We kind of <laughs> saw that from Pat today a little bit. I mean, he had an incredible pass breakup. I mean, he jumped up and just hit the ball right out of Cortland's hands. What did you like about that play? Yeah, well, it's important for fans to kind of know the context, which is Coach Hackett's talked about these competitive periods that they'll do. This was one of them. It was a third down play. And so if the Broncos defense gets a stop, they win the period. Mm -hmm. If the offense gets the first down, obviously they win the period. And so this was a, a critical pay, play from that standpoint. Neither side wants to lose that. Uh, Cortland Sutton has the ball in his hands. It was a great throw from Russell Wilson. Uh, kind of dropped it right in the bucket for Cortland to go up and get. And Pat, at first, he, he tried to hit it with his left hand, and he mm -hmm. wasn't able to knock it free. And then while he was still in the air, made the adjustment and knocked it out with his right hand. Mm -hmm. He talked about, you know, you got to stick with the play. You never know what's going to happen. But to me, that's, that's about athleticism. How difficult must it be to, you know, midair decide, okay, well, I've, I've gone up with the intention of hitting it with my left. Now I've got to hit it with my right. It's just kind of beyond comprehension. Yeah, you know, we mentioned Pat Sertan. You also mentioned Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick. But was there anyone kind of under the radar today that you thought had a really good day or someone that stood out to you? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give you an undrafted guy, Sid. All right. Obviously, there's this history in Denver of undrafted rookies making the 53-man roster. Last year was Andre Mintz, Asang Bassey the year before that. Yep. Goes on and on. Uh, Rod Smith, a great undrafted free agent. Chris Harris, Jr., um, Jaquan McMillian, he's a guy that you want to keep an eye on, I think. A slot cornerback from ECU. He had a couple of nice plays on Thursday. He had a pass breakup against Montreal, Washington. And then later in practice, he was able to stay stride for stride with a receiver. Um, didn't allow a completion. He's a guy that maybe you keep an eye on. Um, obviously, you've got the top four guys, if you count Michael Ojemudia behind a Pat Sertan, Ronald Darby, K1 Williams. And then you you assume Damari Mathis is going to make it as a fourth-round pick rookie this year. And then there's a bunch of guys kind of fighting for that sixth cornerback spot. Uh, Jaquan's a guy that maybe could could earn that. I hope we see another undrafted guy make the team. But I want to talk a little bit more in depth about Jerry Judy and Justin Simmons. I really loved what Coach Hackett said today about Jerry. He said, Jerry's attacked camp so far, and I know it's only day two, so we haven't seen a ton from him, but he said he's been working harder, and he even coaches Hackett a little bit. It says he <laughs> calls him out, which I love. Do you feel like we've seen a different Jerry this camp so far? Yeah, I mean, like Coach Hackett said, through two days, it's a little soon to right. know that for sure, but I do think just this offense, it opens up what Jerry Judy can do. You know, fans got tired last year of kind of the jet sweep motion with Jerry Judy that – the ball never went to Jerry, and so it just got a little bit stale. You're not going to see that in this offense. They're going to use him in a lot of different ways. Nathaniel Hackett talked about how Jerry Judy can do a lot of different things in this offense. So I wonder if that's energizing for him, if he thinks, hey, because this offense suits me well, I'm going to put in that extra effort. I'm going to put in that extra work. Uh, so far, I think we're seeing that from Jerry Judy. And then Justin Simmons, I mean, he had another beautiful pass breakup. I mean, Russell Wilson, he launched one downfield to Jerry, and Justin was in perfect position. I mean, 
we've seen that time and time again from Justin, but it was pretty special today, wasn't it? Yeah, Justin's range, I think, is still a little bit underestimated because Nathaniel Hackett said the Broncos actually liked the look they got on this play because right. Jerry Judy was stride for stride with his defender. Um, Nathaniel Hackett said, hey, we were trying to pick on somebody else a little bit. And then, boom, the ball's in the air. We know how high uh, Russell Wilson throws the ball, how it hangs up there. It's a beautiful deep ball. But it gave Justin Simmons time to come over from the other side of the field and get there just in time to knock it away. And if that were a real game too, Sydney, I think there's a chance Justin intercepts that because he's probably a little less afraid of running into the opposing receiver, running into his teammate. You're going to make the play in a game Mm -hmm. situation. So uh, to me, there's a chance he picks that off. And it just shows you it's easy to forget when you're around him day after day that Justin Simmons is perhaps the best safety in the NFL. Today was a good reminder of that. Definitely was. I know, like you mentioned, it's only day two, but we've seen a lot of first team on first team during practice the past couple of days. And I know, Eric, you talked to Coach Hackett a little bit about it after practice. Why do you think maybe this is so beneficial? Yeah, it stood out to me, Sydney, because Mm -hmm. you don't always see that. I mean, in previous years during training camp, sometimes you'll see the ones go against the threes. They'll go against the twos. I don't know if it's because you want to give your guys a scout team look or you just want to build up confidence. Nathaniel Hackett's not about that. He wants good on good, as he put it. You want to go against, uh, you know, you want Corlin Sutton to go against Pat Sertan. You want Javante Williams to have to find holes against the starting defensive line and starting linebackers. That's what's going to make you better. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what Nathaniel Hackett pointed out. And I, I think that there is a benefit to doing that all the time because my follow-up to him was, well, does that give you a, a more honest evaluation? Because if you're doing it mm-hmm. against reserve players or you're doing it against third-team players, it can get a little bit warped, I think, in terms of, well, is this going to work when we go play Seattle in week one? Right. When you're going against this Broncos defense every day or if you're, you know, other side of the ball, if you're going against Russell Wilson in the offense, you're going to have a pretty good idea of how you stack up. I think that can only help you when you get to the season. Well, another great practice in the books. Eric, appreciate your analysis and insight as always. Of course. I'll see you tomorrow. We also talked to several players after practice today as they were walking off the field. And a major conversation between all of them has been these guardian caps that the NFL has mandated them to wear. The NFL has mandated offensive linemen, defensive linemen, linebackers, and tight ends to wear them during practices throughout the first month of training camp and the preseason. I kind of feel like a bobblehead, man. I feel like it adds, like, well, it gives me negative five speed on Madden to my speed, you know, so that's why I tell some of the guys. But, yeah, I mean, it's not that heavy, honestly, you know, so just a little ugly, you know, if you will. But, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, that's, we have a joke in the O-line, O-line room. Uh, we won't be getting any good pictures in, in training camp with these on, so we just got to deal with it. Now it's time to take a look at today's injury update. No new injuries to report today, but here's a look at yesterday's in case you missed it. Billy Turner, Randy Gregory, KJ Hamler, and Tom Compton are on the PUP list. Tight end Greg Dulcich worked out on a side field again today. And undrafted rookie Christopher Allen is also on the non-football injury list. And last but not least, I caught up with former Broncos defensive lineman Alfred Williams and asked his thoughts on this year's team. 13 and 4 is what we should be looking at, and a bad year is maybe 12 and 5. So I think it's a huge change from what we had around here to what we have now. I think it's it's what you want if you're a Denver Bronco alumni, fan, or somebody just, just new to football and you want to find a team, this is a good time to be a Bronco fan. I know you've been around this city, so what energy do you think that Russell Wilson has brought here? Oh, it's been amazing. I mean, he's he's brought this 
this swag and this this type of mentality that um, we're gonna win, you can win, and you can be great. And it's inspirational to not just the, the team, but I think that kind of positivity works for the coaches, and I think the fan base really picks up on it as well. And I think for the first time, we finally have a guy, you know, first time in a long time, we have a guy that we can actually pull for. And I'm, I pulled up to the practice today, and for the first time in a while, the media lot was full. I mean, that hasn't happened around here since Peyton was here. So that's fantastic. I'm happy. And then you got the Bradley Chubb, Randy Gregory duo. What do you like about their potential? Well, I think uh, when you look at Randy Gregory, um, you know, he's been highly productive when he's had when he's been healthy. And now he's starting the season off on the pup list. That's, you know, and I, I've, I've done that. And I know it takes a couple of weeks to come back. You know, maybe around week three or four, we'll see what he really has as a football player. But Bradley Chubb had the first successful season, offseason where he didn't have surgery. So uh, I want to see what he looks like and see if he can be a little more slippery uh, as he gets, you know, now, now he's in the ripe old age of, you know, of 26 or 27, you know. We'll see what he has this year. This should be his best year of his NFL career. Well, looks like that's all the time we have for today's episode. Thanks so much for tuning in to another edition of Broncos Now. Don't forget, there will be new episodes of Broncos Now every evening, Monday through Friday. So make sure to check them out on iTunes, Spotify, DenverBroncos.com, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. I will see you all right back here tomorrow for day three of training camp.